We here at Sports Best Friends acknowledge Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander people as the traditional custodians of the land, water and sky throughout Australia on which we record. We recognise their strength, diversity, resilience and deep connection to country. We pay our respects to Elders of the past, present and future as they hold the memories, knowledge and spirit of Australia. Welcome to Sports Best Friends, NRL Adoro, a rugby league podcast. This season is Molto Bagnato. It will be unbelievable and I think it, it probably will be a dream that we're chasing and um, I just hope we go good. I'm Big T Views of my own. I'm so Italian that I just said rugby league a moment ago. I don't know if you heard that. And we are on the uh, Ruben Wiki hotline, back on the hotline with everyone's new best friend, Odine. How are you, sir? Very well, mate. Uh, it's been a, a great start to the school holidays for me. Um, just wrangling baby and new dog uh, and partner uh, in the wet. Uh, it's been a slippery proposition, but a lot, a lot of fun. Now, my, a lot of people wouldn't know this, but because your voice sounds so deep and lovely, but you're so young that you still go to school, which is why the school holidays are so important for you. Um, you you're also, as a prime, you're one of the only primary school students in the world that really likes UFC. What um, what happened with that on the weekend? Oh, mate, yesterday's fight card was massive for um, Australia and New Zealand. Our two current world champions or UFC champions, uh, Alex Volkanovsky, Aussie fella from Shell Harbour, um, actually used to play like Div 1 league and he was a prop um, and he weighed, you know, 100-odd kilos and now he's the featherweight champion, which <laughs> is 145 pounds, which whatever that uh, sort of equates to. Um, but he's a small fella. Um, oh, not really. So his, his weight limit is 65 to... kilos, but mm. he used to play prop. And so, yeah, um, yeah he, he fought probably the next best guy in the world that's ever fought at that weight, Max Holloway, the Hawaiian. Both seem like lovely guys, but uh, Volkanovski just blanked him. Oh, beat wow. him five rounds to nothing. Yeah, it was an incredible performance. And then um, the Nigerian by way of Auckland uh, fighter, Israel Adesanya, the last style bender, defended his belt as well. Um, wow. So a great arvo of fights for Australia and New Zealand. Uh, UFC ANZAC. UFC ANZAC round. That's yep, pretty that's, much. That's great. Um, and you, you said the guy was from Shoal, the Shoal Haven? Yeah, Shoal Harbour. Is that in the shell? Is that in the shell haven? Um, I know. I think the sh- I don't think the shell haven is shell haven. It's like okay. um, he's, he's a dragons fan. Put it that way. That's okay. Yeah, in the Illawarra. Yeah, that's, we'll show you a whole. I just know the Illawarra is absolutely rough as fuck if you're not in Wollongong. So um, <laughs> some friends of mine grew up there, and you don't want to stay on the train after Wollongong. So uh, I'm not at all surprised that that guy's doing great jobs with his fists after growing up in that environment playing football. <laughs> there you go. Uh, also, I want to say a quick shout out to Gilby, Mario, that blackness, brother's brother-in-law, and hypothetical role own David Hunter, who I know are listening. If anybody watched a series of rugby league games, they'd never go back to watching Union or AFL or soccer. Parramatta Sala versus Feet fans. Where'd you watch this game? 
Uh, I watched this game on the couch um, just at home. Uh, I was tempted to go and watch it with a couple of buddies, but the weather really uh, really put a dampener on that desire to be adventurous. Um, <laughs> just pretty, pretty comfortable just sitting at home, uh, enjoying some pizza uh, and a great Bunnies game. Did you, you have a local pizza place or you just do Domingo's? No, no. Um, I'm not a, I'm not a Miguel Santore um, <laughs> sort of character. Yeah. I've got a local joint called uh, Pizza Valley uh, and it's uh, fantastic. Really lovely people own it. Um, and they do a doozy La Parmigiana, which has got these big like marinated pieces of eggplant and parmesan Ooh. on top uh, and a crab pasta, which is unreal. So wow. it's like crab, crab ravioli in like a creamy tomato sauce with little bits of uh, prawn and broccoli. Absolutely. Dang. Yeah. So that's a, a free plug for you, Pizza Valley. Um, Doesn't, yeah, Doesn't have yeah. to be free, though. Doesn't have to be free, Pizza Valley. If you want to pay for those, we'll do them each week. Uh, at Dom Prezano, congratulations at Sydney Rabbit, uh, Sydney Rabbitos. Great defensive effort. Forwards were really strong and laid the platform for our backs. Great kicking game from Ilias. Welcome back, Trell. Well done, coach at Demetrio. Dominic, I thought you just did an excellent game, an uh, excellent job of wrapping it up. Tell me how you saw it. Yeah, he summed that up really well. And what I love about uh, Dominic Pisano is, is uh, his profile picture there on Twitter is oh, yeah. the King Elvis wearing a, a Rabbitohs jersey, <laughs> which I'm pretty sure Russell Crowe probably gave to him like he does to all these celeb friends. Um, yeah, I loved it. I, uh, I saw a bit of I think the big difference this week compared to other weeks was just the belief that comes from having Latrell on the field next to you. It was palpable. You could just see it uh, and feel it in those players. And uh, for the last few weeks, whenever we've sort of worked a backline move or, you know, tried to get an offload away or anything, it's, it's just never gone to the hand. And now um, it seemed like the timing was back on, balls were going to hand and things were just working out for us well. Um, so yeah, I was, I was very happy with that game, but, uh, as Dom said, uh, I think the forwards, uh, deserve a, a big mention. A lot of when Souths are going good, it's always talking about Cody, Trell, mm. um, Cook, Alex Johnston, you know, the people who finish it off, but, uh, I feel like our forwards are unsung heroes a lot. And, uh, Tom Burgess had a massive game. I thought he was probably the best prop, uh, on the field. What I loved about Trell, I don't care about your forwards because I watched that game and could only watch Trell. Like, I'm so obsessed with that guy all the time. Uh, and, and his stats in that, he had 36 post-contact metres, two try, a line break assist, four tackle breaks. And my favourite tackle break was in that second half where it kind of looked like the Eels were already shot. But he makes some kind of half break, runs straight at Reed Marnie, who was an excellent defender, and just bumps him so hard. The guy looked like a child just rolling onto his back. And then Trell's got those big, crazy Trell faces while he's making decisions, puts on an absolute peach of a putt, times it perfectly, a peach of a bust uh, onto the next guy. And then I think you got scored off it or scored not long afterwards. It was just the most the Trell thing. And that might be that confidence thing you're talking about. And the commentators Whoa. also kept talking about how the back line looked better, but he's been out for so long. I just felt like he would need a week or two to, to do trail things, but he was straight back in. Straight back in. Yeah. In that one place, just sort of summed trail up. He had that sort of brutality and physicality to bump off Reed, um, just sat him right down on his ass. And then 
the hands, like I, I love that you mentioned that. I thought the pass was the best part oh. about that little play, like the silkiest, most perfectly timed pass to give, I think, Ilias just enough space to get around a man to then give it to Damian Cook, who mm, then that's burnt right. three players yeah. uh, and scored that try. So, yeah, his impact has been immediate, um, you know. So hopefully we can keep it going. Well, I'm glad you mentioned that because at Kitten Cat, no, it Kidder and Matt said Trail has been good tonight, not superb but good. But more important than his individual performance um, is the way that his presence has justified. Oh, sorry, has instantly given South their swagger back. While he's fit, South are a premiership threat. Uh, I think. I mean, that's what you were just saying then. Like, as long as he sticks around, he he just makes the entire team different. Yeah, we can basically call him the rising tide. Because he, he lifts, lifts all, all boats. That's your favourite. I love that one. Yeah. yeah. He's um. So, yeah, I'm going to start calling him the rising tide. That's excellent. <laughs> I love that. That's um, so good. But, yeah, he's – I don't know if there's any player in any team that has as big an impact as Trell on the bunnies. I'm trying mm. to just – I'm, you know, scratching my head. And you immediately go to the best players in the game. But you think, okay, Munster and the Storm – they can do it without him because they've got Hughes and Pappenhausen. You well, go Cleary or Yo and Penrith. I'm going to give you. I'm going to give you the other side of that though. What about Jerome Hughes? Melbourne without Jerome Hughes lost to dramatically lost to the Panthers. Lost to whoever they lost against the week after that, and then only started to look better with Jerome Hughes back. So Jerome Hughes is probably the closest thing I can think of for Melbourne. It, it should be Munster, but I think it could it's be actually any Jerome argument. Hughes. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's I mean, not Cleary. Also talk. No. They can do, they do it just fine without him. Yeah. When you think about possibly teams further down the ladder, they may yeah. be like the Dragons and Ben Hunt. That's exactly what I was going to say. Our mm. guy mm. turning into a big Ben Hunt love fest, this podcast. Yeah. I'm, I'm here, I'm for, here it. for it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, while we're talking about the rising tide, he he's not going to lift up the New South Wales team at HF2 underscore zero underscore two underscore zero. Uh, how amazing for South fans and players that Latrell has ruled himself out of origin, turning down extra money and a chance to win another origin and giving the young guys a chance to win their first. Like, just, what a bloke. Yeah, he's, and just the way he speaks these days, you see him, it seems like he's got a lot more maturity. Um, he's far more reflective on what it means to be an athlete and an icon um, and a role model. Uh, and I guess he's got his his priorities have shifted, um, and obviously Origin is a huge draw. Being able to put something like an Origin win or another one on your resume, fantastic. And obviously, you know, thirty grand is nice, um, but I think he's just sort of thinking that South is his family. Origin is a is a Bucks weekend away with the boys, almost. <laughs> you know, like yeah, he yeah. realizes what's important there. Um, I mean, he also might have just got leaned on by South, who said, you know, we just spent 70 grand fixing your legs. In Michigan um, or wherever, yeah. Yeah, you owe us this. But I, I have a, a feeling that it was probably just Trell. And, you know, he's such he is a selfless-seeming guy. And he, he even named the people who he thought should be there, you know, yeah. giving them their props. And, you know, I think, um, yeah, he's pretty remarkable. Massive, um, massive man crush on the, on the rising tide. Um, the other thing about it is, so like, you might want the confidence boost or whatever of you, you've just come back and you're immediately put back in the team. Like that kind of narrative for yourself would be, would be big, but the bloke also just copped so much unjustified drama. Like, I, I don't know if you saw this, but one of the, <clears throat> on Twitter, some bloke, 
uh, was riding him for wearing his beanie and not having the not having the emblem showing on the front of his beanie and going like, well, what's the point of wearing it if you're not even going to show that? I mean, no other player gets that cop cops that kind of crap. He's just wearing no. it. He's wearing a beanie in the way that it, like it looked fashionable. He looked cool in it. He's wearing the goddamn beanie during the beanie for beanie round. Fuck yeah, me. he's but doing he, his bit. But he's one of the only people who's going to get called out for that kind of crap. So there's another part of me that thinks he's better off let New South Wales sort it out, whatever they're doing now. If he comes in, he'll probably cop the blame, even though he doesn't need to. Um, yeah, we're not, so we're not lose it. It's on. Yeah. It'll be on Latrell. He's that sort of player. I think. Do you think it's a bit of tall poppy syndrome? No, oh, for Trell, it's also like accidental latent racism. There's heaps of things. He's a young, angry black man that um, is successful and they just want to give it to him and, and make sure that he's, he... Yeah, he's an unapologetic Indigenous leader. Yeah. You know, and he doesn't back down. And he was one of those first people who really called out the online trolls. And I think that sort of puts a target on your back for anyone who, like yeah. you said, latent or blatant racism. Mm. Um but yeah, he's a yeah, remarkable young dude. And I'm hoping that South can keep him for the rest of his career. Let's do um let's do everyone a bit of a favor there and talk a little bit about the Eels uh, or the Sala at JMK94. Still don't understand why Eels rushed out to re-sign BA in the offseason and Gutho. Second worst defensive team in the top eight with games like this shows they haven't got what it takes when it matters. Team lists are only worse off next year as well. I mean Jay's got a damning representation there, and I couldn't find many Eels fans talking nicely about this because I think the scoreline flattered them. They didn't deserve the 12. Like, they looked fucking shit. Yeah. Um, trying to work out a way to make this funny, but they're like a Jack Eel and Hyde. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Far out. That's pretty good No, I liked it. No, I did. <laughs> um, I did. But, yeah, you, just, you don't know who's going to turn up on game day. Um, and as he's mentioned, JMK has mentioned that their roster is worse off this year. But it's only worth saying because their roster is so good this year. You just expect them to be competitive every single week. They may not win every week, but you expect them to give teams a shake. But they just go missing. And you yeah. don't know why because all the same people are on the park. The talent is all still there. It's just got to be a, a mentality thing or I don't know. Um Gutho, yeah. Silva, uh, Sivo, Penasini, Blake, Mitchell Moses all had two handling errors each. Not two errors, two handling errors. Two, four, six, eight, ten. There was twelve altogether um, from the just line. the just from the back line and read money. Like that's a huge amount of handling errors for a team that has so much representative quality there. Mitchell Moses is supposed to be touted as the next person to come into Origin, and in this game he tackled it like 80% efficiency. I just, and, and I only say that because Dylan Brown was taking like 90 and, and, and Luke Brooks, who's much maligned, also has a higher tackles percentage of that. I just think that you can't be that shit on both sides of the ball at the moment. And he's got to be the guy. I, I think Mitchell Moses has it. Like, I just don't understand why sometimes he doesn't show it. Yeah. Do you think it's a, um like a mental fortitude thing? Maybe he's not, he's not, quite as comfortable in himself to be able to churn out a consistent performance. He keeps thinking, I've got to do more. I've got to do more. I'm the man lifting this team. And it sort of gets to him perhaps. Maybe. He's always I just, been labelled as a saviour. Yeah. Clinton though should be, Clinton is in his ear. They're good mates. So they should be talking about like that. Put that on me, put that on me. Clinton has the, although, although I think he's just as possibly inconsistent. Oh no, not as inconsistent as Mitch Moses. 
But I think he's certainly got that more of that role. The coach would be giving him that. The media would be giving Clinton that. Like, this is your team, essentially. And when, and when you're doing well, you know, celebrate. And when you're not doing well, put it on you. So I think mm. Mitchell has that guy. Like, if you around the league, Clinton's probably one of the best people on a team that's like, this is on me. So Mitchell has yeah. that guy. I don't, I don't know. I just think Mitchell is sometimes too good for his own good. He, he knows what's supposed to happen and he can, and he can make it happen. He just fucks it. And, and I don't know why. It's he in his own it. head. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. Yeah. I think the, the Eels with this, like I love Guffo. Um, and I think he's probably one of the most safe footballers that you can get until I'd heard that stat about the handling errors. But I think making him a priority, obviously as a captain, having a good fullback is very important. But mm. I don't know. I just feel like, Reed is so important to that team. And when Reed plays well, they're all rolling off the back of it. Um, he sort of gets their big boppers going. And if he's not there, I mean, they've got Hodgson coming next year, but he sort of started sputtering towards the end of his time at the Raiders mm. as well. I just mm-hmm. don't see it getting much better for them next year with what they've done in the uh I mean, I don't know what I'm talking about yet. Next year, <laughs> I'm already writing them off for this year. <laughs> Um, oh, there's also something weird about. I mean, I've I've got all I've got a lot of time for the Eels, considering West Tigers people are supposed to hate them. They have got an excellent fan base. Almost everyone who I know who likes them are excellent people. So actually, I don't mind seeing the Eels win. But there is something really great about watching South beat them. I don't know if it's a, a how, harking back to two years ago when you guys were playing that Pulliam together and it was such a great game. You guys took an intercept to kind of take it away. Uh, it was that same one where where Mitchell Moses is going to kick a penalty goal and then missed, and it was an absolute fucking. It was an incredible game, and I don't know. Since then, I've always just enjoyed watching South towel the Eels because it reminds me of that great night. But um, whenever we beat them or you beat them, I enjoy it. But when I watch, say, like, or oh, the Cowboys are a bad example, I love watching them beat anyone at the moment. But if I watch Brisbane and Eels, there's no way I'm not on the Eels. Um, yeah. So I don't know. I don't yeah. know. Yeah, enjoy we've, we've got the wood over them. I think like our last like five or six games, we've beaten them by 250 odd points to 40 or something. It's pretty yeah. like remarkable. Um, but yeah, they're, I, I like the team. They're fun to watch. Yeah. There's but no like said, Yeah. It's a, it's a whole different, whole different um, ball game. If they had a few of them in there, but uh, yeah, 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 fun to watch. Brisbane's probably a bad example because I've actually liked Brisbane, but I was thinking about it now. Melbourne, whenever I watch them beat Melbourne, Melbourne. I'm on eels the whole time. Uh, yeah. Score? Uh, the score in the South game is 30 to 12, I believe. Yes. You're right. Uh, and best of luck to South for the rest of the year. Uh, team of, uh, sorry, Team Hall of Fame Jones versus Your Mighty West Tigers. Obviously, uh, Hall of Fame. Stacey Jones, first New Zealander ever to put in the Hall of Fame, the Rugby League Hall of Fame. Well, the NRL Hall of Fame, actually. No, it must be called the Rugby League Hall of Fame. Uh, so glad that he's coaching them. We haven't had much of a chance to talk about him since that's happened. So so glad that the uh, that the Warriors have him as a coach. They've had such a shit time, really, since Ivan Cleary. So it's good to see that Team Hall of Fame Jones is there and doing some good work. First, I think while we're on a positive, let's get the narrative machine rolling again and talk about the Warriors. At Phil Gould, 15. So happy for the at NZ Warriors. A long time coming. Wonderful for the members, fans and corporates to have their team back at home. Extremely happy for owner Mark Robinson and CEO Cameron George for their passion and perseverance over the past two years in difficult circumstances. Love heart emoji. I think it was going to be three years in 
August, I think I read somewhere online. So that's a huge amount of time uh, and they deserved everything they got. Yeah, there was a beautiful, um, beautiful welcome back uh, to the Warriors. And I just think everyone owes, everyone in the game owes them a huge debt of gratitude. And a lot of people are saying that, but I just feel like there's got to be a way for clubs to show it. Um, and I reckon the Tigers probably did their best. Um, but, yeah, I feel like they, they deserve, I don't know, something from the NRL. Like, in, you know, the next four seasons or something, they get an extra couple of home games or something like that just to sort of try and balance it out. Because what they've, they've been going through, obviously, like this, the social side of being away from your families and your, your foundation but they also haven't been doing that well to just keep turning up every week and <laughs> yeah. playing and trying their hardest. Yeah. Um, I know I definitely would have would have sacked it, just been like, oh, you know, like let's just wait till we get home. We'll just keep turning up and, you know, do our best. But you can see that they're busting their asses every week and they're working on getting better. And, um, I thought it was, yeah, thought it was magical. And, and they turned in a performance that, um, you know, did, did New Zealand proud, you know. Um, it showed that they... They were honouring the fans and um, respecting the the love that they've been given throughout this time from afar. Because uh, they went over on the tenth minute, and all twenty six thousand people. I think there was twenty six thousand and six people there, and I think six of them were West Tigers fans. And the other twenty six thousand all went nuts. It was so beautiful. I mean, the the scenes when everyone was coming out and 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 the flags and all the fans looked great. But that's that's very different. That's a nice, hopeful. Oh, great to be back. But actually seeing them score and score early, the place was electric. Eventually it was taken off them. But that that whole feeling, like even I was like pretty excited was, to, just to yeah. see that. Yeah, just the, the emotion was palpable. Uh, and and you said it beautifully before because the team, the one way that we can give back is exactly what the people's team, the West Tigers did because they put in an excellent performance too where you want you want to see the Warriors win. You want to see them put on a few tries. You don't want to get embarrassed by, you know, 30-plus points or 40-plus points. You want to get the 13-plus market over and done with because everyone, you know, a lot of people would have been on that. So the Tigers did all of that. They were sensible enough also to score some points to get the not nil hashtag going because you don't want to upset your own fans. But if we'd scored a try, that would have taken a lot of air out of the, the Warriors fans, and they didn't deserve that. So this was the best way this game could have gone for everyone. They played perfect football, the West Tigers. 22-2 to two is... Great, it's a great score to say. It looks really pretty, easy to remember. No, no real problems for anyone either way. And we had pretty much the same amount of ball, and our completion rate was excellent. So they were definitely doing this on purpose because the tackle breaks was 39 to 17. So there's right there the Tigers letting those Warriors players, you know, get a few extra line breaks. And then I think the we had 11 dummy passes, which is really just double pumps waiting for someone to come and to come and tackle you while, while the Warriors only had four. So you can see over and again, kick yeah, defusal. Yeah, the control the Tigers had. Right, over the they, game. Yeah, perfect that control over that game to, to manufacture that result. It was, uh, yeah, pretty pretty amazing from the uh, from the Tigers, the mighty so, West Tigers. And that's and and it was even spelled out by the Blue Tick at West Tigers. Blue Tick account said, couldn't spoil the Warriors' homecoming because they knew that it was the Warriors' homecoming and at Jack K. Cronin uh, replied to it saying, thank you for playing your role. And that's exactly what it was. It was just a beautiful role play um, for all of those beautiful New Zealand rugby fans. And they deserved that, uh, you know, 
They deserved every minute of that 80-minute performance. And they scored, I think, throughout the game. They scored up to 20 minutes. And then in the 70th minute, you know, it was great. Sean Johnson converted three from three. Sean Johnson looked good. Sean Johnson turned it on. Yeah. Yep. And then Tohu Harris, their inspirational skipper, getting over for a meetie as well. Yeah. Running a, a beautiful line. Yeah. It yeah. was narratives are plenty. And um, yeah, it was just great to see the Warriors really, uh, you know, really get led into a, a perfect scoreline by the, the mighty West Tigers. And the other great thing about this is we'll play the Eels next week and the Eels really need to do some soul searching if they're, if they're going to come back and do anything good. So we'll play them at like, it'll be raining and horrible. And again, the West Tigers will do the best they can to try and make sure that the NRL narratives are rolling on just perfectly enough for everyone to stay interested, um, which is essentially what they do. They're a role play team. They turn up and they do what they need to do that day. Uh, score. Uh, 22 to 2. Oh, it is so good to say. Yeah, 22 to 2. And at princess underscore hand underscore also tweeted not nil at the biggest tiger because she knows that I love a not nil tweet. Every time we score, I tweet that out. And uh, and Terry Bulldog now does it as well for his Bulldogs. Every time they're not nil, he tweets not nil and takes me in it. Uh, at this Warriors life, he tweeted biggest winning margin since pre-Brown, least points conceded since pre-Brown. That's already some... Wow. And you know... That's us also saying to everyone, we don't want Nathan Brown as a coach. So again, manufactured perfect score lines lines to make sure that this doesn't happen. And then, of course, these Dave's won. I think it used to be something about the cricket flog. Tweeted, Warriors should try and play at home more often. (laughs) Yeah, they haven't been trying hard enough. Oh, man. I think... uh, Oh, no, go for it. What do you think? I was just going to say, I I think that's... um, this game was just exactly what the NRL needed. It's almost like we had our international round last week, but it just sort of continued on a little bit this week. It was a little, a little kick on after the the bender last yeah. weekend, you know? The good feel vibes, um, yeah. It, it's the big breakfast at the Exxon Cafe that's not too expensive the next day. It's excellent. <laughs> yeah, perfect. Yeah. Heaps of hash browns. <laughs> I just love the game. But more than that, I love the community. If you're a fan of Rugby League or the NRL, you'll love Big T's Tees. Unique, affordable and made for fans. Find a link to the online store in the show notes below. You'd look good in one of Big T's Tees. Now, my nephews can't do tipping. They got COVID. Um, oh, no. And they refused to go into each other's room or something. I didn't fully understand. They're all in the same house. So I don't understand what's going on there, but... Uh, they're not. So let's just run through. <laughs> Mate, when you're working with teenagers, they've always got a story. Sharks and Storm? Uh, I'm going to go the Sharkies. Okay. Knights and Rabbits? Bunnies. Yeah. Tigers and Although Eels. the Knights played well uh, yeah, this you weekend. You got Trail. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Trail's back. Trail back. Uh, sorry, next one. Tigers Eels? Uh, oh. I think the eels are going to bounce back. Sorry. Yeah, Keith. but do it with your heart, dude. Because I think you you and I are going to try and get out there. So there's no way you're going to be celebrating when when they score, mate. At like a Broncos Dragons. It's true. Uh, oh, Broncos. Yeah, that's a tough one. And then final tipping thing: Queensland, New South Wales. Uh, I think Queensland are going to win a very close game. I think it'll be a seesawing game. It'll go back and forth the lead. I think Queensland will win through the class of 
You know what? I'm going to go to the pinhead, Cherry Evans. <laughs> I disagree. I see New South Wales 13 plus. Wow! Wow! Anything that you saw that, that was wowing you this week? Oh, my whole life I've thought, oh, wouldn't it be great to be a professional rugby league player until I watched them having to play in the conditions that they did this weekend in Sydney. I was just like, you couldn't pay me enough to get out there and just be running around in wet socks. Yeah. There's not many things I hate more than wet socks, but tackling someone in wet socks (laughs) would be (laughs) it. Just gets up. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, the... uh... It's great to watch, i got to tell you, because when you see a kick going to the end goal and it just stops dead and you're sitting in your couch going, yeah, come on, hurry up, run, go and get it. What are you doing? <laughs> there's, there's, no, there's nothing better for me than that. But because I'm, I'm like you, there are, I didn't have to referee this weekend, thank God, because the, it had rained so much on Friday and Saturday that the grounds were closed by Sunday. But um, it is an amazing feeling to see, to be out there. It's clear weather. Rain starts to come down and everyone starts to hide or get under an umbrella or think, and you just stand there out in the middle of everything while everything gets wetter and wetter and wetter. And you're standing in a puddle. You start to run and it splashes everywhere. And you think, bloody hell, why the fuck? Why not just, <laughs> what am I doing out here? Why, why are we calling this game off? And then, and then you have to remind yourself you're not tackling anyone. So uh, it was, it was, you're right. It was great to watch. And the other thing that happened, um, speaking of great to watch, was Storm and Manly both looking shit in the same game. I mean, you yeah. love to see the bad teams, I mean, the bad narrative teams sucking and they got to do it in the same 80 minutes yeah yeah for sure it was it was like a suckathon um who could suck slightly less to win that game who wants um, to suck or blow and the blowing team sucked more than the blowing team <laughs> um yeah that was that was good to watch and i think it gives me a bit of hope for the competition because earlier in the year i was just thinking it's going to be a melbourne panthers grand final and that's it and it still might be but when you see them play like they did um, it sort of gives everyone else a bit of hope yeah. that they can come second to the Panthers. <laughs> <laughs> and then, and then, yeah, because if there's one thing the game two of origin reminded me, it's a, it's fucking Panthers and daylight and someone else that's absolutely fucked at the moment. Uh, and then the only other one that wowed me was the Raiders-Dragons game. I don't know if you got to see the outrage that happened in this one. Raiders Dragons, no, did not watch. Great. Okay, so let me let me tell you about it. Game's quite close. Uh, Dragons get out to an early lead through Amon. Who would have fucking thought that that kid was actually good, except for everyone? Um, and so he's doing an excellent job in the first half. Xavier Savage is doing an excellent job in for the Raiders in the second half because, again, kids are great. Gets down to 10, 12 Raiders attacking the Dragons line. Last minute of the game, it's, I think, tackle four. They're trying to make something happen. Ben Hunt, the, the greatest 14 to ever play, holds the guy down for too long because he's trying to, you know, stop them from winning. And the referee six against it because he fucking has to. That's the rule. They're not in the 40. So holding down too long, it's not a penalty. Sixes again. And then Ben Hunt probably jumps out a little too early from market, tackles the next guy. Referee's like, that's the fucking game. Let's get the fuck off. And Raiders were all like, no, 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 no. Why didn't we get a penalty when he was deliberately giving away a penalty? And the referee was like, because that's the rule. It's a six again. And so this is exactly the shit that people were talking about in 2020 or 2021 or whenever it came out that if a game's going to be cited by a penalty in the last part of the game, people are going to milk it. And that's exactly what happened. Ben, smart, ben Hunt is as smart as anyone who was trying to work this out when they first put this rule in. And uh, it was devastating. And you can imagine Ricky Stewart afterwards was just blowing oh, up, saying that yeah. the referee didn't have the courage. We need people who can take the courage to do this. 
which is complete opposite of what people, other people would be saying if he blows it. People would be like, fuck, the referee shouldn't be deciding you the just game. decided that game. Yeah, yeah, blah, blah, blah. So there's, I mean, referees can never win. That's that's a normal thing. But the fact that the guy just says, like, it's six again, there's nothing I can do about it. I mean, I think the referee at the time was just like, he didn't play the ball 100% square, so he looks like he jumps early. So that's why I didn't award it. But the six again thing is his hands are tight. He can't blow a penalty there just because he thinks that the other team might want the penalty more than six again. It was, it was absolute yeah. NRL chaos and I was there for it. There was a bit more of that in the uh, Roosters game as well. The, mm. There was a lot of blow-ups about uh, the Roosters getting dudded or, or I think it was Jared Sutton just not having his best game with the whistle. Um, and I saw that Robbo had said a few things in the media and you know they're talking about him getting a, a solid fine. Um, but yeah, just a questionable sin bidding. Um, yeah, you, you know, which you, you lose by going. eight against the Panthers and you feel like you're close. I mean, that's that's how big this says a lot. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, when you're trying to, when you're, you know, blaming the ref for, for not getting as many, like an opportunity to win the game yeah. um, against, the, against the, the Panthers, I'd almost chalk that up as two points. You should just be happy to be there. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and the last one I wanted to say was Edric Lee and Dominic Young, really, but uh, Edric Lee scored five tries for the Knights. Dominic Young got a hat-trick. They scored, in total, I think it was eight tries and just by two players uh, in their dominance of the Titans, which was wow. great for the Knights. I wonder if that's anything like that has ever happened before. Like, um, I wonder what's the highest total by the least amount of players. Yeah, that's a great question. Well, unfortunately, they then had Tex Hoy and Anthony Milford try and convert, so it ended up having a bunch of different people scoring, but the uh, bizarre game, that one as well. Uh, great. Sound like you watch a heap of footy this weekend. You know what? It's probably the least amount of football I've ever watched this weekend. I watched, I think, really? two games. I watched two games, three games live. The Thursday game, your game, uh, and I watched my game on repeat, and the rest of them I just watched and read a lot of social oh, media. the KO, yeah, KO minis. Minis and, and read about them. Got a parent sometime. I'm feeling all right because I'm not going to get bruised. What do you mean, how am I feeling? We found the end of another app. Few legends that listen all the way through. Thank you. We hope that whatever you need, Ben Hunt can deliver for you as well. Give the podcast a cheeky five stars and tell your friends. Odin, it's a pleasure to spend time with you, mate. mate always a pleasure, never a chore. Uh, stay dry, enjoy the break, uh, and uh, enjoy the sport for another week. Get around, get out of it on the socials. <laughs> <laughs> enjoy as well for another week. Get around good people on the socials, like Mr. Sonic Paulie. Oh, no, that's right. He got banned again. Talk to you next time, sports best friends. We wouldn't have got that win without your support. We heard you cheering the whole 60 minutes, and we bloody love yous. Uh, we found our way to another... Ep- well, we found our... We fucking read it every week, mate. Sports Best Friends would like to thank you for listening right to the end. You are our kind of people. Find other great sports podcasts in our family by subscribing. And remember, social media isn't a bad place. You just need to follow the right people.